What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to a sit down. I am your host, Tony Pompilio. Normally alongside me is Matt Buford. For the new listeners that don't know, I work third shift and am pretty much available during the day. Matt Buford has himself a normal nine to five job. And I tell you that because as you listen to these episodes and these interviews with these coaches and players, sometimes they practice right after school and Matt's just not available due to work. And I tell you that, so if you listen to another episode and you might hear Matt chime in with a couple questions, it's just because of scheduling. So just to tell you a little bit about uh, Matt Buford will be in some of these and some of these he will not. So we're starting the Northern Kentucky High School Basketball Preview because two years ago we did a Northern Kentucky High School Fast Pitch Preview and that was a huge success and thank you to everyone who listened to that. So we're wanting to piggyback off of that. We wanted to do this the same year that we started the Fast Pitch Preview, but as you can imagine, there's boys and girls basketball, so it's kind of double the work on our end. And as you can imagine, working with these coaches with their schedules to try and get 10, 15 minutes for them to do an interview to fit our schedules as well is, is kind of chaotic and hectic. But you know what? We're going to give it a try and see what happens. Um, one question that I do want to answer, which was the common question from our fast pitch preview, is some people reached out to us and said, hey, why wasn't so-and-so on there? So the way this works is we reach out to the Northern Kentucky Coaches Association and ask them if they have any interest to do it. And um, obviously the fast pitch has agreed to do it. And this year the boys and girls basketball has agreed to do it. So we send them a nice email saying who we are, what we do, the podcast. We want to put some light on teams and players, blah, blah, blah. So if you listen to these and your school's not on there, as nice as I can say this respectfully, they just never responded to us. And uh, I just say that because, like I said, that's usually the number one question that we get is why wasn't blank on there? And like I said, we we reached out to everyone and um, we're very appreciative to the coaches that responded and the coaches that didn't. Maybe it's a scheduling thing or maybe they're just not interested. No hard feelings one way or the other. So, again, moving forward here with these episodes, you might hear a boys and girls episode that that, that has a mixture in it of boys and girls. And, again, this is just 100% due to scheduling, you know, because if I can get a, a boys going at 3 o'clock and a girls on at 3.30 and another boys at 3.45, we're going to take what we can get. Each episode will be labeled. So if you're looking for your team or if you have a son, daughter, granddaughter, niece, nephew, whatever, you, you'll be able to find it. Like I said, not to bore you with all the behind-the-scenes stuff, just letting you know how it all works and um, kind of what we're dealing with here. I just want to say thank you to the coaches and players and, and, and the Northern Kentucky Coaches Association for allowing us to, um, to do this. And, and, and thank you again to the coaches and players that have reached out. I think that's all I got. Enjoy the show, guys. All right, welcome back to the Northern Kentucky High School Basketball Preview. We now jump down into the 10th region as we have a first-year coach at Campbell County, a good friend of mine, known him for a long time, played a lot of softball together. Davey Johnson, coach, thanks for coming on. Um, how are things going? Hey, Pom, thanks for having us. Um, appreciate everything you're doing to uh, publicize and advertise girls' basketball in Northern Kentucky. It's uh, fantastic what you're doing with this podcast. So uh, appreciate you for that. Um, things are going good so far, man. Not bad at all. Well, well, you're welcome, and uh, thank you for taking time. 
Uh, just like, you know, I've been telling the listeners, a lot of people don't understand, you know, a lot of you guys practice right after school. So, you know, to get your schedule, and fortunately for me, I'll work third shift that we can make all this work out. But no, you're welcome. And like I said, thank you for your time. All right. So, uh, no uh, so you, you, you've been around the game forever, you know, been an assistant, but now that you're the head coach, how's all that going in terms of administration stuff, scheduling, and 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 all the hoopla that that comes comes with being a head coach? Uh, so that is that's obviously a big part of it. Um, between fundraising, uh, these type of things, uh, scheduling school with practices, the boys team, uh, and just scheduling in general. Um, you know that that is a big part of it. Luckily, I got really good assistant coaches that helped take uh, some of that off of me, um, you know, to where I can focus on basketball. But other than that, it really hasn't been, uh, you know, too grueling. Um, still getting to worry about basketball more than anything else, which is what matters most. So, Yeah, man, it's always uh, always nice when you can just show up and coach. You know, you don't have to worry about 20 other things. Exactly. That, that's definitely the goal for sure. All right, so uh, who all did we lose? Uh, who all do we have back? Give me some strengths and give me some uh, maybe uh, hurdles that we might have to deal with this year. Uh, so we lost three seniors. Um, we lost Morgan. We lost Aaliyah, Morgan Rebel, I believe, Aaliyah Bauer, and then uh, Kylie Cunninger. Obviously, we lost Kylie Cunninger early in the season last year. Um, so um, returning, we have a lot. So we have a lot of experience between, I think, four starters now are returned back. Um, and then we have younger kids that are jumping right in and are ready to go. Um, so in, in my opinion, we have a lot of experience, plus a lot of young talent that has kind of proven themselves over the last few weeks that uh, hopefully will give us some good minutes as well this coming year. Gotcha. So um, what about those strengths and then maybe some obstacles you guys might have to deal with? Uh, so I just kind of touched on that strength. I think our depth will be able to, you know, pressure the ball a little bit, um, run people in and out, keep the fresh legs going throughout games. Um, I'm hoping to be able to go 9, 10, 11 deep um, every game if possible. I mean, that's obviously the goal. Um, and like I said, that that'll, that will enable us to get up and down the court uh, and, and play at a fast pace, which we would like to do. Um, obstacles. It, you know, we started with a clean slate. So brand new coach, um, losing three seniors, and then learning a new system, you know, different offense than what they ran last year, completely different defense than they ran in the past. So, you know, just getting over that hump of, of learning everything from the start and then, you know, gaining that confidence, getting that confidence back, understanding that they are talented enough to, to compete um, with a lot of teams in this area. So once once they figure that out, um you know, we get over that hurdle, I think things will go smoothly. So um, give me your opinion. Uh, first off, I'll, you know, you, you're a Northern Kentucky guy. You played here. You've coached here. Um, and and I've, I've been talking to all the uh, girls coaches about this. The last, let's just call it five to seven years, if you will, the talent and the competitiveness of uh, Northern Kentucky girls basketball. Yeah. So uh, the talent just seems to never end, especially uh, – you know, like you said, the last three, four, or five years, um, I started back with Newcast, um, I don't know, maybe 2013 or so, 2014, and it was loaded then, the ninth region. Um, now it's even more so, right? I mean, yeah. a bunch of kids going to Power 5 schools, uh, making runs at state, 
and we have all them on our schedule. So, you know, our schedule is not easy. Um, we're in the division one in, in Northern Kentucky. So we play, you know, all those teams in the ninth plus, you know, the, the top tier teams in the 10th region as well and the eighth region. So it's, it's exciting that Northern Kentucky basketball is the way it is. Um, and, and that's fun for us because of, again, like I said, on the schedule, we get to see those teams, play those teams. And with the talent around here and the, the good teams we have, it just prepares us for the end of the season. Yeah. So, uh, again, in the 10th, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, let's talk about um, district and in, in, in the regional. Um, I, I, I Even though you guys are in the 10th, like I said, I still consider you as Northern Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. I think every district up here in Northern Kentucky, boys or girls, then the 10th and 8th, somebody in every district – and I mean, this is a compliment, I think, is every district, you know, let's be honest, there's two or three top heavy teams and, and, and two's OK. But when you say three, that means somebody's not making it out. So uh, how, how are you guys looking this year in terms of districts and regionals? Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, that's the, that's the way it happens. Um, there's always that one team when you have a powerful district um, that's going to miss out on region that that very well should be or could be there. Um I think we had just as good a reason as anybody to, to make it the region and make a run at region. I truly feel that way. Um, obviously, Brother Scott, I'm not sure if Calvary has a team or not, but Brother and Scott are always usually pretty good. I know um, when I played here in the past, it was always a big rivalry with Brother, and apparently now there's a pretty big rival with Scott as well. So um, I'm new to that because I've mainly coached in the ninth region. But um, – I'm just excited for those games. Obviously, the the district games are two of the games that you circle on the calendar and you know are very important because um, if you can win a couple of those in the regular season, then that gives you that leg up to make it to region and, and give yourself that opportunity to make a run at the championship. Absolutely. All right, Coach, so uh, before you and I go any further, you have two players with you. I'll let you introduce them, and you let me know who wants to go first. Uh, we'll start off with sophomore um, Macy Peoples. Hey, Macy, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. All right, so uh, give me a personal goal, and then uh, g- give me some team goals that you hope to accomplish this season. Um, a personal goal is probably just becoming, like, a bigger leader. And my team goal is to win districts and make, like, a good run in Rico. Awesome. All right, so, again, with you only being a sophomore, um, again, with the new coach, uh Coming into his system and, and things so far, and by the way, I know Coach is sitting there, so this is where you got to say something really nice. So yeah. how, how are things going with all that? Um, it's going good. I think we should do pretty well this year. Well, good. Well, uh, before we move on to Izzy, is there anything else that you would like to add? No. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Coach, who we got up next? Our next one is uh, Isabella Jasseria. Um goes by Izzy, so she's ready to go. All right. Hey, Izzy, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Just like I asked Macy there, give me some personal goals and some team goals that you guys hope to accomplish this year. Uh, personal goal is just to have more confidence and, like, get that leader role in the team. And um, team goal is just to win – a lot of games and win region or not win district and region. Well, good. Uh, I know uh, uh, you and Macy are freshmen and sophomores, and I know Coach talked about having a deep bench. So, uh, how do you feel that's going to impact you guys on this season? 
yeah, I think it'll be good because we need fresh legs every time. Like we can't just be lazy and fresh legs will be good. Well, awesome. So um, is there anything else that you would like to add? Uh, no. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. All right, Coach, before you and I wrap up, anything else you'd like to talk about or discuss? Uh, no, man, I think I think we're good. Um, again, I appreciate you taking the time to do this with you. Um, obviously, the girls were nervous, so I guess that, that comes with it, especially when it might be the first time they've had to do that. Um, I got the freshman and sophomore in here mainly because, you know, spreading the wealth a little bit. We've done media things here and there with, uh, you know, the older girls and the girls that have been around. So I wanted to get get them in here and get them uh, used to talking to people. I think those two have a very bright future. So I think talking to uh, whoever it is that wants to talk to them about basketball is going to be in the future. So, no, and, and just for the listeners, um, you know, again, Davey and I, known each other for a long time. He had, uh, We were texting last night, and he told me that. And good for you, you know, because it's easy to put, you know, let's say your quote-unquote top five starters, whatever. It's easy to let them do it all the time. But good for you to get these younger girls some experience because, like you said, uh, sounds like you have some good young ones, and um, they're going to be relevant here in the next three or four years. Yes, for sure. That is, that is definitely the goal. Um, I, I've been very lucky since I've been here to to have young girls that are – really 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 wanting to get better at the game of basketball and, and get in the gym they'll you know call me text me hey can we get in the gym get shots up can we get in the weight room so it's exciting uh for the future of camel county girls basketball for sure well awesome my man uh even though you're in the 10th i know you mentioned you got some teams on the ninth in the schedule hopefully i'll see you guys at some point absolutely thank you pop i appreciate you man uh, you're welcome bud have a good day you too thanks see you all right, here we go. Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky High School Basketball Preview. We now have Cooper Jaguar boys coach Tim Sullivan. Coach, thanks for coming on. Not a problem, Pomp. Uh, really appreciate you guys having us. Nah, thank you. So here we are. We're coming off a 22-7 and season. Um, who all did we lose and who's all back? Yeah, uh, had, a, had a great year last year. I mean, obviously come up short. Um Graduated three seniors that were a, a big, big piece, um, and Blake Berry, uh, kind of our leader, our guy that that did a lot for us. Um, you know, he averaged nine points, three rebounds, but he also he was that defensive guy that you know we could rely on every night to stop or stop their other guard. Um, and then Ethan Staten, the little point guard that we had for us last year, he didn't score a ton for us, but he just kind of ran our team and ran the show. Um, and then the other senior, Montana Phillips. So we lose all three guards. Uh, Monty could really shoot it. Um, you know, replacing those guys uh, will be tough, but um, got a lot of got a lot of lot of experience coming back. You know, obviously got um, Caleb uh, Brooks. He averaged 15 and seven last year, 15.7 rebounds last year as a junior, um, and then senior Gavin Lutz. He averaged seven and a half points and four and a half um, assists per game. Also got three and a half, or I'm sorry, four and a half rebounds per game. Also got three and a half assists, and then Trevor Ollier. Um, who also played a ton of minutes and, 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 and is returning for us. Um, six and a half points, five rebounds a game. Um, so, so we've got some, you know, got some good pieces coming back. Obviously, um, we're, we're going to try to replace those, those senior leaders from last year. But I, I really, really, really like our returning guys that are coming. Um, just some other guys that are coming back, obviously, that played a little bit last year is Emil Rondon. Uh, he's going to step into our point guard position. I mean, obviously, last year down the stretch, he really played a huge role for us. A uh, real crafty little guard, point guard. He's a sophomore this year, so 
uh, got a lot of minutes as a freshman last year. And then I think another name that you're going to hear is Andy Johnson, um, another sophomore guard that's uh, about 6'3", can really stroke it, can really shoot it high, a cute kid that uh, I think as the year goes on and he gains more and more experience, I think you're going to see a lot more confidence coming out in him. Um, so, you know, some really nice pieces to go together there. Gotcha. All right, so uh, what's going to be some strengths and maybe some hurdles that you think you guys are going to have to overcome this year? i tell you, our, our, you know, one of the biggest strengths, I think, is just uh, how unselfish we are. Um, almost sometimes I think it could be a weakness um, on our end because I think we do get a little un, a little too unselfish sometimes and guys are passing up really, really good shots. But, you know, I think um, another thing is going to be our size. I mean, we, 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 we have a lot of length and size across the board in our, in, on our team this year. I mean, Caleb's 6'9", Gavin's 6'5", Trevor's 6'5", um, you know, Cole Oates 6'4", uh, Andy Johnson 6'3", um, you know, just a lot of length, um, you know, Obviously, we had uh, Sean Pouncey and his brother Jakari transfer in, and you know we're kind of waiting there on that. We're at a standstill, waiting on to see if they're eligible. But if you know, obviously, if they get eligible, um, then Sean's going to, you know, he he just adds to our size at six six two fifteen. So, I mean, we we look almost like a, a small college basketball or you know a mid major basketball team on the floor. So we'll try to use that size to our advantage. And the the great thing is, is that most of those guys can all shoot the three as well, so we can go long and. Um, you know, we can play up tempo if we need to play, and we can play slow down if we need to play and try to bang and get the ball to the rim a little more. So I think those are good things. Um, kind of what I touched on as far as weakness, um, you know, just getting guys understanding the roles. Um, you know, we, we've got a, a group of great dudes, but, you know, sometimes you just got to be a little bit more selfish around the rim or do some other things. Um, so I think just learning our roles and guys figuring out, you know, when to go, when not to go. Uh, and, and, and learning new faces. I mean, we you know we've got some different guys playing in some different spots this year, and we're trying to do some different things. And I think that um, over time, you know, I think you'll you'll see them getting better and better. But I think you know, replacing those three guards are tough. Even though we've got some talented young kids, uh, I think replacing those guys, being able to get us into our system and do what we need to do, I think you know it could be a struggle for us early on, especially early in the season. But um, just really really excited about this group, Pump. All right, so I, I'm gonna. Throw about three or four questions into one here, and uh, okay. uh, you can answer them how you feel accordingly. So uh, y'all's district, you know, everybody knows I'm a Northern Kentucky guy. Uh, respectfully, y'all's district in, in almost every sport is uh, pr- pretty tough. So if you don't mind, talk about district a little bit. And I've been saying this to the boys and girls that I've had here on the podcast, coaches, sorry, boys and girls coaches, is that um, I feel the last, and, and I'll give y'all's uh, – district a lot of credit for this uh you know what i don't know if it's credit but uh i'll compliment your district uh for this between the boys and girls side we've had some players go to some big boy schools and uh like i said y'all's district in in almost every sport is a pain in the pain in the rear end to get out of so just talk a little bit about your district ninth region basketball and just the success of the boys and girls game up here in the ninth region I, i know that's a lot coach but yeah Oh uh, yeah, I love it. It's uh, you know, it, our, our district is man. It's a it's a dog fight in whatever sport. I mean, obviously, all you know, our, our schools, Connor, us, Ryle, and Boone. We all, everyone knows each other. Um, you know, the, the kids. It's a it's a big rivalry, and 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 you know, everybody gets up to play each other. Obviously, we had a, a few years there where we had a lot of success. So you know, obviously, people are excited to play you when you're on top. Um, you know, obviously the last three years, Connors had uh, a run where they've won three in a row. I think we won three in a row right before that. So, um, you know, and even, even, 
even on down years, man, for, for people in our district, I mean, the four seed playing against the one seed, it's going to be a dogfight more times than not, you know, when we get to that district tournament. And I think this year it's going to look a little different, you know, with us in our 33rd district, we've gone away from playing each other twice a year. Uh, we're only going to play each other once and we're going to do it with a girl boy doubleheader, which kind of, you know, goes to what you're saying as far as, you know, even on that girl side in our, in our district, it's just gotten so competitive and it's, it's such good basketball to watch. And I think that, um, you know, it's going to add for playing girl boy doubleheaders on, on Friday nights, which is what we're going to do. Um, it's only going to add to the robbery. It's only going to add to the intensity in the gym. And, you know, you're going to see some top level kids playing, you know, night in, night out in the 33rd district. I don't care, you know, wh- which team it is. Um, you know, Ryle and Boone, obviously they're, you know, Ryle's got a new coach and coach Dorning and he's, you know, he's going to do a great job. He's going to get those kids ready. Um, you know, Nate over at Boone, they're going to, they're always going to be scrappy and they're going to play hard. So it's just, it's always, you, you never have a night off in our district. And, and we know that our guys know that. And if you're not ready to play, you get popped. And, um, you know, on the girls side, it's the same way, you know, it's, you know, with, with, with our, our success from our girls and coach Holthouse. And then you look at Ryle who every year and then Connor every year is solid. Um, you know, and Todd Humphrey at Boone, he's doing everything he can, right? He's doing it the right way. And, um, you know, he's getting some kids playing. And uh, it, it is. It's just a dogfight every single night. And when you look at the ninth region, and I actually had this conversation pop with somebody just recently. I said, if you look over the last, you know, eight to ten years, and, and as far as the ninth region and North South, obviously Cuphead has a lot of success. But I think just the level of everyone across the board. I mean, it's, like you said, you know, there's a lot of kids that have come out of not just our district, but out of New England, Kentucky, that have gone to some really, really nice programs, whether Division One, Division Two, NAI, whatever, Division Three, and it just—I think it shows you to how rich um, the, the, the basketball talent is in Northern Kentucky, not just in Northern Kentucky, but the state of Kentucky as well. I think that you know, I've actually talked to a few college coaches over the summer who who told me they said, "Man, I think that people miss out on the state of Kentucky." And I, and I even asked him, I said, well, what about Northern Kentucky? He goes, coach, I think it's a hidden gem. He goes, the <laughs> fact that more kids haven't come out of Northern Kentucky, you know, I, and I, cause it's, I mean, if you look at the last eight to 10 years, Tony, I mean, we, you and I have both grown up here in Northern Kentucky. I mean, over the last eight to 10 years, if you go back through the ninth region history, you can't compare many years to what we've had in the fa- in the last, you know, eight to 10 years, as far as guys coming out and going and playing at a high level. Oh, I, I totally agree. And, and like I said, I, I, that's kind of why I brought it up. You know, uh, boys and girls. I mean, you know, it's yeah. pr- it's pretty cool. I mean, and, and respectfully, and like you said, I want to start naming kids because I don't want to forget anybody. But you know, it, it's it's whether it's Oregon, West Virginia, or or you know wherever it may be, man, it's pretty cool. And, and I'll mention it. I don't, you know, I don't care who gets mad. It's hey, it's my podcast, coach. If they don't like it, they can change the channel. Last night, That's right. hey, coach. Last night, I'm watching see I'm watching Frederick play against Gonzaga, brother. It's pretty cool. That's right. You know, and That's then right. three days ago, I'm watching him play against uh, uh, Michigan State. You know, it's uh, it's pretty neat, man. And before that, uh, it's Iowa. You know, it's it's cool, man. And like you and like you said, I know I brought him up, so I'm gonna do you credit. It's pretty cool to watch Kunkel on TV. You know, it's it's pretty That's neat, right. man. And then I can say the same for the girls. And like I said, I know I wasn't gonna name drop, but I got excited. But yeah, all these all these players, man. You know, respectfully, hey, that they're not at Alaska Tech. You know, what I'm saying they're 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 on TV. They're pretty good. You know exactly. I agree. I mean, it, like I, I'm excited tonight. We get to watch Sean McNeil play in the uh, Maui Classic. Yeah. You know, I, there's nothing better than the Maui Classic, man, going on. We get to watch him play tonight against. I think they play number 17. Was it San Diego State? I mean, yeah. it's it's special, man. And, and it's you know, as a, as a as a ninth region and a Northern Kentucky lifer, 
it's just it, it's really neat. And the fact, you know, I, I'm blessed that I get to coach in, in, a, in a situation, get to coach against and, and coach some of these kids that are doing those things. And it's, you know, a credit to the, to the kids and, you know, Northern Kentucky just hoops in general. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Well, all right, Coach, real quick before you and I go on here, uh, you have two players for me. Uh, I'll let you yes, introduce. I'll let you introduce them, and you let me know who wants to go on first. All right, we've got uh, senior Caleb Brooks and senior Gavin Lutz. Um, first off, we got Ga- uh, senior Gavin Lutz is going to come on with you. Here we go. All right. Hey, Gavin, how you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, now you're welcome. All right, so uh, give me a personal goal and some team goals that you hope to accomplish this season. Um, so start off with the personal. Um, it's really just most of all I want to go out and I want to win games. Um, it, it's nothing more important than that. No matter how good you are, how bad you are uh, personally, if you aren't winning games and nothing, nothing really good is coming from it. All right, so g- give me some uh, team goals. Um, so for, for the team, I know, I know we want to come out and we want to compete for a, a district championship and then a, a region championship. See if we can't make it down to rough, see what we can do to give ourselves a shot to get down there. All right. So I know this is your senior year. Do we have any plans after high school yet? Um, after high school, I know I want to go, uh, I, want to, I know I want to go play college ball. Um, but it's still up in the air on where I'm, where I'm going to end up at. All right, my man. Well, listen, um, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've gotten an offer from Mount St. Joe and then Campbellsville University, Harrodsburg. That's all it's been in yet, but but we're still we're still looking. Well, first off, congrats on that. And um, uh, before we wrap up here with you, is there anything else that you would like to add? Uh, nothing else other than I'm excited. It's going to be a fun year. All right, buddy. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Coach, who we got next? Next up, we got senior Caleb Brooks, big, tall, linky, six nine boy. All right, Caleb, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Just like I asked Gavin there, give me some uh, some team goals and some personal goals that you hope to accomplish this season. Uh, personally, one goal I have this year is probably grabbing uh, double digit rebounds. Over the summer, I've really been working on like hustling for rebounds outside of my area instead of the ones that you know like come straight to me. So that's something I'm really hoping to achieve this year. All right. And then um, the other? Uh, team-wise, uh, like Gavin said, we're really hoping to, you know, win the ninth region this year. I think we'll, we have the talent to do so right now. It's just getting the chemistry together and really playing with each other. Uh, and then also making a big run at the state and hopefully winning it all. All right. So uh, just like I asked your uh, partner there, do we have any plans after high school? Uh, I also hope to play college basketball. Uh, right now, I have uh, multiple Division two offers, and then I have uh, Division one interest from Bellarmine in Eastern Kentucky. So. Well, congrats on that. Uh, before you. you're welcome. Before we bring Coach back on, anything else you would like to add? Uh, that's it. Thank you for having us on. All right, now, hey, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, Coach. Before we wrap up here, anything else you'd like to talk about? No, just, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing you guys are doing here, doing these, doing this preview for the podcast, man. I appreciate you guys doing that. It's, uh, you know, it's always neat to, to, to get to talk about the season and, and hear about others' expectations and, you know, hear the other coaches talk about on things, man. And, you know, I know you're a, 
you're a junkie and, and um, you know, I'm sure during the year this year where I'll be I'll be chewing your head off here at times <laughs> and you'll give me the look. Um, but no, just uh, really appreciate it, man. Really appreciate you having us on and I think that um, I think we're looking I think this could be a, a very memorable ninth region year, uh, for the fact that in my opinion I think you have any one of maybe five or six teams that could probably win this region this year. And I think just having a, the parity of that, I think it makes a, it, it, it's got the making of a, of a heck of a uh, end of February, late March situation. Now I, I 100% agree with you. And you know, we as officials or even my friends, we talk and that's what we've been saying on the boys and girls side. And, and like we had spoke about for the last 10, 15 minutes here, uh, it's been building up in, in, in the last Definitely five years. I think it's been almost uh, magical, if you want to use that word. But, you know, the, there's usually a district or two, and, and you all know I'm honest here, where, you know, if you're the one seed, you're like, oh, okay, we're good, we're good. Uh, and, and But you always have that, man, you know, somebody's getting the one or the two seed out of that district. Good luck, you know. <laughs> so so it is what it is. But I think this year, brother, I think boys and girls, man, uh, you know, I, I really – I don't want to say it don't matter because it does. But, you know, like you said, I think uh, probably a hair more on the boys' side. But, you know, like you said, one, two, throw them out the window, brother. Once, well, once you get out northern, it's uh, – I, I think – Every game, in my opinion, should be, you know, competitive, maybe down to the last two or three minutes, in my two cents. But it don't mean nothing. I agree. But, I agree. But, yeah. Well, all right, Coach, listen, man, I appreciate your time. And uh, like you said, uh, hopefully I'll see you soon here at some point, And good luck on the season. Appreciate you, Pop. Thank you, guys, man. All right, see you, buddy. Thanks. Later. All right, welcome back to the Northern Kentucky High School Basketball Preview we now have head coach of your Dayton Green Devil boys basketball team and last year being his first year coach, D3 coach of the year, Mike Walls. Coach, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Now you're welcome. All right, so um, I, I was, I was, you know, like most teams, uh, before I have the coach on, I, I, I kind of do a little research on last year. Uh, you, I know you guys finished right around 500. But man, you you had you had quite a few games that it seems like could have went one way or the other. Yeah, we 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 went back and looked at the season. Um, me and the coaching staff, um, we had probably seven to eight games that we really felt like slipped through our hands. Um, you know, and and as a coach, you kind of look back and say, what can I have done different? Um, a lot of that for me came down to preparation, preparation, and then. Uh, Maybe not. Maybe my kids not being uh, conditioned enough. So that's one thing we really, really focused on this off season was making sure our kids um, were conditioned properly for that fourth quarter to make that last minute run. And some of this, especially in some of the games that we had lost, were to bigger schools that we've, you know, that Dayton has really competed with recently. Um, so we really focused in on that, and then, you know, making the kids tired, and then you know going through a four minute spell where we had to you know, get a stop, get a bucket, get a stop, you know, game situation stuff, being tired. And then, and, and hopefully our, you know, our young guys can um, learn how to handle adversity in a game situation. No, that's awesome. And, and uh, uh, like, like you, you know, I'm from Newport and, and that's the one thing a lot of these people don't understand these smaller schools, you know, sometimes uh, we just don't have the luxury to go eight, nine, 10 deep, you know, and uh you know, good for you for being self-aware and uh, understanding what the problem could be and uh, doing everything you can do to help fix that. So uh, good for you. 
All right. So Thank you. now you're welcome. So here we are in our second year. Uh, uh, who all did we lose? How many did we lose? And what all do we have coming back? We lost some some really really good players. I mean, not good players. Some really really great players. Um, we lost Preston Baggett, who happened to be he was defensive player of the year for our conference. Um, he was our our point guard. He was also our best defensive player. Um, he transferred to Dayton from NCC um, going into his senior year. Grew up as a Dayton kid. Went to NCC for whatever reason, you know, before me, um, and then came back home. You know, I, he he kept referring it to us home. We lost Preston. Preston was uh, top 10, I believe, at the end of the year in state and rebounding. But like I said, he did that from the point guard position for us. Um, we lost Lorenzo Price, who scored 1,600 points in his career, um, oh. which is – that's huge. I mean, that was just a big accomplishment for him, um, you know, for any kid to score 1,600 points in a high school career. So we lost that. We lost Mav Katakora, um, who was honorable mention, all-conference. Um, great, just a phenomenal young person, just – you know, great person on the court and probably an even better young man off the court. So we lost some of his leadership, lost Isaiah Lovins' toughness uh, with another senior who was just a tough-nosed kid, um, and Eddie Brock, who was just another Dayton kid, man, just tough-nosed and would just fight, you know, to the last horn. Um, so we lost we lost a lot of seniors. We lost – in the end, we lost six kids. We lost about 87% of our scoring. And at, at a small school, like you, like you said, I mean, for us, it's just, you know, starting – we're starting really all over – I return the only starter that I return um, is Mason Johnson, so he's going to be a junior. But as a sophomore, he shot 38% from three-point range. He led our three, uh, led our team in three-point three-pointers made, attempted, led us in free throw percentage, uh, was in top two all year long, was neck to neck with Preston and Steels. Um, so we get his leadership back. That's really never been his role. He's kind of a quiet, you know, they they call it the silent assassin, and he's learning that he, to be a leader. So his biggest challenge this year. Um, obviously, his growth and build on his game, um, as the kids call, you know, build their bag, you know, to be more creative as a scorer, but also, more importantly, to be a leader, vocal. Um, and he's taking that role on head on steam, um, and he's doing a great job with it. And then another kid that – we have two other kids that played some varsity minutes. EJ Solano is another junior, a guard, um, really undersized, but just battles and scraps. Maybe our best defender. At the end of last year, he was our best on-the-ball defender. Um, a really good shooter. Um, he's working on his ball handling a lot. He recognized that weakness. He's working hard. He'll he'll come back and play a lot of minutes from us. And then an, another kid is Ty Barnes, who I don't I don't want to go out and say this because there's so many great athletes in Northern Kentucky. But if you can find five better, just pure athletes, as Ty Barnes. Ty Barnes is a six 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 kid with about a six nine wingspan with a you know, probably, you know, at one point, I think we measured him out of 38 to 40 inch vertical at my gym at all-star performance training. Um, you know, just super athletic. I mean, he's just a super athletic kid that played so little basketball in his life. So he's learning the game on the fly as a senior. Uh, last year, he, you know, his best moment was the last game he played all year in our first district game at Bellevue, or at, I'm sorry, um, we were playing at Bellevue and it was our, yes, yeah, so it was our district tournament game against Bellevue, the four or five seed. And the second quarter alone, in the second quarter, Ty had 11 points, eight rebounds, and four blocks in one quarter. Wow. Um, the next night, we you know we woke up the next morning to prepare for Highlands, and he got the flu, uh, <laughs> so he couldn't play. So, you know, not that that would have changed anything because Highlands kind of handed those coach Listerman, and um, you know they we 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 really pushed them the first time we played them at Highlands early in the year. Um, we really took them into some deep water in the third quarter. They were shocked, um, but they were a great team. He's a phenomenal coach. Um, 
you know, I think that they wanted to leave no doubt in that district right. game. And, yeah. and, and and it was unfortunate that our most athletic and tallest player at six six had the fever, had the flu. So right. he yeah, so but Ty comes back as a senior, played very little as a junior, but we're expecting some really, really great things out of him. Well, it sounds like some of our hurdles might be experienced this year. Uh, and please add on to that. But what's also going to be some of our strengths? So, uh, you know, weaknesses first is uh, experience is huge. Um, we, we, have, we have a lot of kids who, uh, who have that passion to be a great varsity basketball player um, who put the work in and they're putting the work. More importantly to me as a coach, they're putting the work in in the classroom, in the community. Uh, on the floor, they're doing a great job. They're doing everything we ask. Um, it's going to be baby steps because, you know, you know, you played varsity sports as well. I did, you know, um, at that level, it's just a whole nother, the game's faster. It moves faster. It's officiated different. Um, your opponents prepare for you differently. I mean, I don't remember ever watching film as a JV player right. you know, on another JV team. Right. You watch what the varsity does and you just assume that's what the JV is going to do. A lot of times that's not the case. So, um, you know, so it, it, these kids are learning how to be a basketball player at the varsity level, meaning what, you know, we have to teach these young kids how to watch film. Like not only are you watching yourself, but when we watch our opponent, watch their tendencies. You, you just don't want to watch to see if the ball goes in a hole. You want to watch how that person's defending you. Do, do they get a little lazy when they get tired? So we're teaching these kids how to watch film, how to better execute, handle adversity. So far, so good. Um, but our biggest thing is 100% experience. Um, and then some of our strengths is, you know, coming with that, I, I've spun that to a positive with my coaching staff is, you know, we don't, there's not a lot of bad habits that we have to break. This is our second year in the program. A lot of these kids, it's their second year in the program with us. I mean, meaning a lot of these kids were freshmen and they did not participate with the basketball team or they got very, very little time because there were so many older kids ahead of them. So there's a there's not too many bad habits, so to speak, to break. It's just building skill, confidence. And, and, and obviously that confidence is growing with the skill building and the team building itself, the chemistry. So, um, you know, I, I think we're going to be a very – Every coach is going to stay energetic. My kids really, really love to fly around and just to compete. They're really accepting the underdog role. You know, when you lose six seniors and you lose player of the year, um, Lorenzo got, you know, runner-up player of the year two years in a row. Or he got player of the year as a junior, runner-up player of the year as a senior, 1,600-point score. You know, and you lose somebody like Preston Baggett, you know, um, they know that everybody thinks, you know, they're they're set accepting that under, you know, the underdog role or role that, you know, oh, they lost a lot, so we can get this is a year to get them. Well, my kids aren't accepting that, and they're using that as motivation. Well, awesome. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So one thing that I've been talking to all the all-A schools slash uh, Division three or, or Conference three schools about is just, um, you know, we all know we want to win district and, you know, get the regionals and see what happens from there. But uh, just how important, in your opinion, or, or what is your opinion of the um, – um, the relevancy of the uh, all A and then the the uh, Division Three conference. Uh, I'll start with the Division Three. The Division Three conference. I mean, that's huge for the small schools, for the Dayton and Bellevue's. You know, I I've been an assistant coach at, at Scott under uh, one of the greatest ninth region coaches, in my opinion, uh, Coach Carr, Brad Carr, yeah. um, who just retired. Um, so you know, I and I was at I was at Simon Ken with Coach Steiner, phenomenal coach, another person just. A, tremendous person and coach learn so many things from those guys but those those guys will tell you they'll admit you know you don't pay attention the d1 and d2 schools really don't celebrate 
the con- you know the conference title, so to speak. And not not that they downplay it; they just don't really ex- they just they don't want them. They don't. That's how they don't want their larger programs judged. Um, for the D three schools, it is huge. I mean, we celebrate it. We get the banner put up. You know, it, it's really big for the community. Um, you know, I believe that you've got to have attainable goals. Kids are not, you know, they're very educated. Um, you know, my kids, when I took the job and I told them, look, you know, our goal is to play in the, my goal is a head coach. Like I'm not going to lie to my kids and I've never lied to them. And they know I told it from day one, my goal, my, my goal with this job is obviously for these kids to, to leave the program and be better men than they were when they came in. I want these kids to be prepared for life outside of high school. That's my number one job as a coach is to be a great mentor um, but number two is I, I want to play in a regional basketball tournament. Like I think this would, I said, guys, if you could do this, when I was at Scott, we got to play two years in a row. We were in a regional final. We both times we were, you know, we were the runner up. I said, just the atmosphere alone, just to play in a game. I don't care who we draw. Let's get to the regional tournament. So, you know, that's huge for us, but the D3 tournament is a big measuring stick for us. Last year, we finished runner up the, the Calvary. We finished one game behind Calvary in the district. Um, or in the conference. And it's just huge for us. You know, this does other river city schools, us and Bellevue and, and Ludlow, you know, and now you have Calvary and, and Villa and Heritage, and they're so great and they're small schools and they really celebrate it. So I think that we all celebrated together. So unfortunately last year when Calvary won, when they wrapped up the, the conference title, we happened to be their opponent. It was a great game. It was back and forth. They wound up being by four. I was going to say, Coach, not so, to interrupt you. That was your, yeah. that was at your place, right? I think I had that game. And it was uh, – no, uh, no, we played them at their place. Okay, yeah, then it was, it was two years ago then. Then it was two years ago then. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, – We played them at their place, yeah. And uh, they won it on the floor. And to see how that their crowd stood up. You know, they had the ball up four with 10 seconds ago. We didn't foul. I mean, our kids had battled so hard. We were down 15 early, battled so hard. Yeah. Uh, they went up four. We missed a, you know, we missed a three. Clock's running out. You know, we let them celebrate. And you could just see the excitement that came from their stands and their coaches and their players. You know, and, and then to see the, you know, the anxiety, the sadness in my kids. So to sit here and say that that's not a big thing, I would totally be lying. And that's not who I am. So it is huge. That now, is huge for us. Now, and I totally agree with you, and, and, and thank you for uh, going in depth about that. And like mm-hmm. I said, I apologize, and it was two years ago. I do know mm-hmm. for a fact I did have um, um, Calvary against Dayton at Dayton, and it, it, it was an amazing game, you know, because like you said, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and, and just to be honest, you know, that's the, uh, in my opinion, the better officials, whether it's 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 you guys and, and Calvary or if it's, you know, uh, Cuffcath and Cooper, you know, uh, you, you want to go out there and give them your best and blah, blah, blah. And like you would mm-hmm. mention that game at Dayton, and I'm sure it was the same last year at Calvary. Um, the atmosphere and 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 because I think the parents get it too. You know they understand like mm-hmm. this is a big deal. You know this isn't mm-hmm. respectfully not want to name a name, but you know, I know earlier you'd mentioned Highlands, but you know let's be honest. Sometimes parents and kids, you know, well, we we got Highlands Thursday, you know, or or whomever it may be. And to your point, and and I mean this in a positive, there is a difference, and, and that's why. And I appreciate you wanting to talk about the uh, the conference because, like you said, respectfully, uh, one and two, not so much, but. To Division Three, it is a big deal, and like I said, I appreciate you, uh, you know, explaining that a little bit. It's it's, it's huge. Um, it just means so much to the community. I mean, and then the parents. It just, um, you know, to, to see your kid really succeed and to win that, um, to to really, you know, work so hard as eighth and ninth graders and sophomores, and to get that and to be in that to put yourself in that position to win it. It's huge, and, and it's something you know just 
you know, it just cert- it just reasserts the, the parents that, you know, that, you know, I've supported my kids. And a lot of times I get lost in youth sports. I tell my kids all the time, the first thing you do when you go home is you go home and you thank your parents for allowing you the opportunity to participate because a lot of times they're driving you to practice, driving you to the games, or they're leaving work early to come to your 730 game or they get stuck in traffic and they have to rush home and make dinner for your other siblings and whatever. You know, a lot of times that gets lost. Um, is that, and, and young people, you know, we were young. I was guilty of it. I never told my mom thanks. You know, my mom was a single mom. I never told her thanks for helping me, you know, participate in three sports and making sure I got to my games and, and, and that I put class, you know, the classroom first. You take that for granted. So I make my kids all the time. I, I, I just re, you know, I just tell them, you need to tell your parents thank you. You know, I know it's easy to come out of your mouth to say thank you, but as a parent, it hits you in the heart. It means something. So to celebrate that, with your parents, it just means even more. Um, and then getting to the All-A, obviously the All-A is huge to me. I mean, I'm a head coach at Dayton High School. The All-A started with Stan Seidel, who was also my coach for four years at Dayton. Um, oh. He was the athletic director. So the All-A, has, it means, I mean, I'm literally sitting here right now waiting to get my son out of school, and I have goosebumps talking about Coach Seidel and what the All-A <laughs> meant to him and what it means to the city yeah. of Dayton. I mean, it's just, it's huge. Last year, we last year we made it all the way to the semifinals. We really, really thought we had a chance to get to the finals because we drew NCC. We had played them the first game of the year. Um, Jay Kuhn is doing a hell of a job at NCC. And to be honest, I hate that he's doing such a good job because they're <laughs> such they're, – they're, they're our competition, but he does a great job up there. Um, great, intense, but his, his message, message is so clear to his young men. Um, does a great job up there. So we played them the first game of the year last year at their place, and it was a dogfight. It came three minutes to go. We are down one with the ball, um, and we wind up losing by seven or eight. Um, the Isles kid, the senior who just graduated, mm-hmm. who's playing at UC Claremont, you know, he just took the game over. Um, it was just that senior will. Um, but we, you know, we played them again. We drew them again in the semifinals. We won two games to get to the semifinals and really thought we had a shot. Um, and we played them tooth and nail. Started the fourth quarter. The bigger school being deeper, they went 10 deep. They just, you know, they got the better of us. We only played six or seven kids. It, our kids, it caught up to them at the end. Um, but we were in it to the fourth quarter, and we were, that was our biggest goal. When we got the draw, and we seen the draw, um, you know, and Holy Cross and Jake Meyer and how great of a player he is, is on the other side of the bracket and St. Henry and Newport. Yep. All of those schools that are so good and so well coached are on the other side of the bracket. Not to say anything about the other schools that were on our side, right. but the bigger all-A schools were on the other side. We, we marked that. We were like, man, if we can get to the finals, that's huge <laughs> for our program. And no, we were right. there, man. We were one quarter away. I mean, and, and, and knowing that, and in my heart, believing that Coach Seidel was with us, you know, it, it just, you know, being a Dayton, how can you not be a fan and love the all-A, you know, with Coach Seidel? Right. Well, and that's what I told everybody, and hopefully you do listen to some of these other episodes with the other schools, and when I bring it up, that's what I tell people. People understand how and or when, when I say people understand the these newer generations don't understand how and or why the OLA is so big up here and why we have so many teams. That's why it started up here because we had so many small schools, you know, and, uh, and I know, you know, the whole history of all that, but that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, you know, there may be one other region, maybe throughout the state where, you know, they're fighting for the all a and this and that. And respectfully, I think it's up here. I think it's the 10th with Brosser and them. They have, you know, a handful, quite a handful of all a schools. Uh, but besides that, man, across the state, you know, some of these regions might only have five or six all a schools, you know, whereas we have, uh, and again, spitballing here, what do we have? 10, 12, something like that, you know, where, yeah. and again, like respectfully, that's, 
even for some of the schools that don't participate, again, respectfully, whether they have a team, don't have a team, or just don't want to participate. But either way, um, but no, man, excuse me. But uh, but no, you're right, man. It's uh, it, 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 the OLA, uh, it, it means a little bit more up here, in my opinion. But yeah, but um, I would like to see the OLA, like in my belief, I would love the OLA to get a little bit more coverage. Um, you know, and I, you know, it, our world's so different now with, you know, with, um, you know, you don't have, I remember growing up, you know, there was like blitz, you know, you had, you know, Friday night blitz when it came to football. And right. I remember running home, you know, as a senior or junior at Dayton high school, and we were so good. Our class was so good. And we would rush home, you know, from the game and we would at 11, at 11, 28, you're yep. turning on channel five <laughs> yep. with blitz and, hoping to see the you highlights. Know, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, back then we had Don Weber who did an amazing job covering Northern Kentucky sports and it gets covered now, but you know, um, you know, there's some great people that do it, but I would love the all a to get a little bit more, you know, publicity than it does. Cause it just means so much to so many people. It really does. I, I totally agree with you, man. And you're right, man. You know, let's be honest after the games, we went out and did whatever for a little bit, but what we knew is uh soon as the sports section or the, or the sports portion of the news wrapped up, we, we knew the blitz was coming and <laughs> we knew it was yep. coming. That's funny, man. Yep. Um, well, all right, Coach. Hey, it sounds like we could talk forever, but um, yes, we could. Before we wrap up here, is there anything else that you would like to add? I would just, uh, you know, you know, and it's not cliche because of 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 what you are. I think, um, you know, being a high school official, you know, on the football field, and you know, a, a basketball official as well. You know, I, I think a lot of times, you know, that I always see these, you know, things on social media. There's there's a need for high school officials, you know, at all levels, at all sports. And, and it's become, it's become such, you know, um, such a need because, you know, it just officials take a beating from, you know, bad enough from coaches. I, you know, I'm, I'm one of the most vocal and demonstrative coaches. Um, I, I, you know, I, I try and be very, very respectful. Um, cause I know it was, it's a very, very hard job. So many of those plays are bang, bang. I would just love for anybody who's listening to this, that's a parent or a fan, um, an, an observant of high school sports is, you know, take time to, to clap. You know, every every basketball game I go to, they announce the officials. Well, tonight we have Tony Pompilio and we have Brian Salk and blah, 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 B.J. Egger. You know, anybody, they yeah. announce the officials. You know, and a lot of people think that the applause, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, but I, I would tell people that, you know, that officials do a hell of a job, you know, and, and they got to have thick skin and they've got to be very attentive and they've got to be great at their craft, you know, Um the basketball officials, you know, a lot of people think I've heard comments, you know, like, Hey, you know, they're here just to get their check. You know, they don't care the outcome. You're right. They don't care about who wins and who loses, but what they care about is that they're fair and they've done a great, they do a great job. Or, you know, as head coaches, we wouldn't get an email from the arbiter saying, Hey, grade these coaches rate the, or rate exactly. these officials. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that's one big thing in our society and it's just not a Northern Kentucky thing. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen all this violence towards officials, um, you know, and all this hate and people leaving officiating because of all the, the angst that they get, you know, these people have families at home. They, some of these, some officials I've seen bring their families to their games, you know, because maybe they either had to, you know, maybe, you know, like for you, for example, I know you've had, you've got children who knows you may have had to bring one of your daughters to your game to send the stands until your wife got there to pick, you know, what, yep. I don't know. No, you're but right. In the end, have, have a conscience that those people, men and women who officiate those games, have a heart. They're really out there for the best interest of our kids to provide a fair game, but also to make the game a safe place. 
And I love when I go in and there's those signs on there that says, if you're a fan, be a fan. If you're a coach, be a coach. If you're a player, be a player. Right. But be respectful to everybody. That's not only to the kids competing against each other. That's not only to the coaches, but that's mostly to the officials. I think you guys do a hell of a job. I, I can tell you, man, I've, I've coached in the eighth. I've coached in the tenth. I've been in the ninth. By far, I think ninth region officiating in basketball. I'm just going to speak strictly right. for basketball. I think it's top notch. I think it's top of the class of the state. Um, I can honestly say that we were all over the region. I mean, we were all over the state of Kentucky last year as far as games, and we will be this year. Hands down, by far, the best officials that we had, the most professional officials we had all year were in the ninth region. I think you guys do a hell of a job. I think you guys don't get, you know, the respect that you you deserve. So I want to thank you guys. If you could spread it along to your colleagues, I think they do a hell of a job. Um, um, You know, and and I think that, uh, you know, we need to celebrate and congratulate you guys as well. Well, uh, First off, um, besides Coach Gambrell uh, out at Connor, uh, there might have been one other coach bringing it up, but nobody has gone in that much depth about it. First off, thank you. And uh, but and to your point, it, it, I, I do think it's coming around a little bit, and, and, and you're still going to have your goofballs, right? But here's what yeah. I mean by that is the last, let's just call it three, four years, two, three years, whatever, I've pro- – and again, I'm speaking on behalf of myself – whether it's football, basketball, whether a team gets beat by 20 or it comes down, you know, to the last second, I've had more people thank when I say me, our our crew as we're leaving the field or the court the last few years more than anybody. And and and, and not even that, and especially when we come out, right, coach, we come out for pregame, hey guys, you know, you know, the really really good ones that you appreciate will shake your hand and hey, thank you guys for being here tonight. You know, um, and it does make you feel good. And I appreciate you going into a little behind-the-scenes depth there about the Arbiter. And just for the listeners, um, up here in Northern Kentucky, and I want to give Matt Young credit, who was our signer, um, you know, before James took over. And I'm sure other places have done it too. But uh, Matt Young, uh, he's primarily a football guy. And, you know, football's once a week, right? So it's easy to get the Arbiter and, hey, evaluate these officials. Whereas basketball, you know, you could play up to, you know, two to four games a week. So the way it works is these coaches get an automated email and they have to evaluate us. And please correct me. If I'm not mistaken, it's a a one through five. And if you leave a two or a one, you have to leave a reason why you're giving this official or two or one. Which for a couple reasons. A, it lets our signer know, okay, maybe there was a problem or a situation that we may need to look at and here's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand people and and i know you get this people don't understand how and let's just call it our top third right because you you know you have your top third middle third bottom third top third i consider myself part of that we're we're here to get better and 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 we and we want to learn and blah 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 because so that way we can get better you know, that comment on there might be like, you know, you have, well, what me and Pomp got into it and he said something that was disrespectful. Okay, and my assigner will get with me and then, you know, I'll learn from that. Or, you know, my assigner might get with me. He might watch the game and say, hey, there's three or four plays I need you to look at. I'm not saying you got them wrong or you got them right, but take a look at these plays to get better. And that's the thing people don't understand. And, and like I said, hell, we could talk for another half an hour about that stuff. But but yeah. um, but I just appreciate you bringing that up. I really do, man, yeah. because – um. You know, uh, I, and, and I do appreciate your comment about the ninth region. That's the other thing I've said. I've been very fortunate to work, you know, one or two state tournaments. And uh, uh, obviously the guys I'm down there with, for the most part, they're pretty good too. But there is no region, maybe Lexington-Louisville, only because of population. And, and again, my referee friends know this. It's not like that I'm being sideways here. 
to your point, I, I, I think we are one of the best, if not the best. And I don't think there's not many regions that go as deep as we do in terms of quality, in my opinion. I would agree with you 100%. But anyway. I would agree. Yep. But, all right, Coach. Hey, 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 that was a good uh, 26 minute session there. <laughs> but uh, I, would love, I would love to continue this someday. No, like, hey, you, brother. You hey. get a hold of me when you have some time and yeah. we'll. We'll catch up. Maybe we can do like a mid-season report. Absolutely. Hey, I, I do this out in my house. I live up here in Fort Thomas right here, brother. You get with me. Uh, probably a Sunday or something will work best for both of us because we're probably off on that day. But uh, <laughs> get with me, and uh, we could talk some hoops and talk about whatever you want. But but I appreciate your time, Coach, and uh, uh, I really do. And uh, good, good luck on the upcoming season. And like I've been telling everybody else, I'm sure I'll see you here soon. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you, and uh you know, good health and good every. You know, I know, I know your family's very involved in in sports and softball. So I, I wish nothing but nothing but the best for your your family during these holidays. And hopefully, they don't miss you too much when you're doing basketball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, first off, I appreciate that, and same to you and your family. I see all the training stuff, and uh, you yep. know, me, me and Jay Jones are pretty tight. He tells me a little bit of things. So, I, a yep. small world, man. We, 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 you know, yes, but uh, but I appreciate everything, Coach, and uh, good luck. All right, man. I appreciate. It. Have right, a good buddy. one. See you too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Welcome back to the Northern Kentucky High School Basketball Preview. We now have Ryle Lady Raider coach Katie Heights on. Coach, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So here we are. We're coming off a 21-10 and 10 season in the, uh, the battle-tested ninth region uh, on the girls' side. So um, how are things going so far right now? really well um you know our team is very experienced um has a lot of depth to us with our experience we only lost one senior last year um we are battling some injuries at the moment but um things are going well well good um so give me some strengths and give me some hurdles that you think you guys might have to uh deal with this year sure um, so with some of our in, uh, injuries and things like that, we've got some people that are in different positions. Um, like I said, though, we, we had all five starters coming back. Um, unfortunately, we do have one that's injured. We have a young lady, uh, Jay Jones, that's coming in, and she's taking, taking that spot. And so this is her second year of, of varsity experience, but first year as um, getting possible um, starting experience on that next level. Um, and then we're looking to have a couple of our younger girls uh, step into some newer roles as well. And then we have all of our returners. Um, we've got our seniors, Austin and um, Abby, who are here with me. And then uh, we've got two our two juniors, Sarah Baker and um, Quinn Eubank. And then um, we've got some another junior, Gracie Kerrigan, that comes off the bench for us. And we also have Emerson Fong, who came back. Uh, this year after a knee injury. All right. So in terms of schedule, um, well, well, first off, your district, we we, yes. we we know that stuff. We know somebody's not coming out, right? Right. Yes. Um, so that's a big, big um, discussion with our team as, as much as possible that all of these games are about us being prepared for the district. Hopefully, um, we can get that number one spot like we have the last couple of years and how important that is. Um, you know, just like we talked, talked about our experience and depth, we know that Connor and Cooper both have that coming back as well. Um, it was a great run for us. We unfortunately lost to, you know, Cooper there at the end in the regional, ninth regional finals, but that's where we wanted to be 
and have that opportunity again to play them. So, you know, every year it, it is quite a challenge. And we only play each other once this year. Yeah, correct. And, um, again, just to echo, I know uh, for the listeners, Coach and I spoke the other day. We had to do some uh, rescheduling. But um, and even with the other coaches in the district, uh, uh, first off, I, I think there's been a handful of times that I've been out there where you guys have done the girl boy doubleheader. And uh, again, for the listeners that didn't know, I think you guys were the only district that played each other twice. And uh, uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, and this year, uh, you guys are doing a girl boy doubleheader for every district game, which should just magnify everything whether it's the crowd the atmosphere let's be honest the the gate money you know everything you know so mm-hmm. i I, th- I think it's a win-win and just like i spoke to somebody else and sorry that this all runs together when you've done about 26 of these but it's like i tell everybody like us as officials i don't care if it's and, I, and you know, i'll say the school i went to i don't care if it's newport dayton or or Rowe and 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 cooper girls you know we we, we want a good crowd we we like the right. atmosphere you know we feed off of that just as much as the players and coaches do you know um because uh yeah. the, and, and the example i've used before to people is uh let's just say if i have one of your games and i'm like man this crap sorry talking to my crew i'm like man this crowd's a little weak for this game oh well, well, well the boys are playing so and so you know so at least it's nice now that you know a for the crowd and the atmosphere but also that you guys can kind of see each other play, if you will. Right. Well, you know, when, when I was in high school, we did have that where we would play. Uh, I can't remember the, the specifics, but it was like we would play on Mondays and Wednesdays and the boys would play on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, so you kind of, kind of always knew what the schedule was going to be, uh, made it a little bit easier to, to do that and to support each other. So um, there was multiple times. Um, with the prime time rule, which which I understand the importance of that and things like that, there was a lot of times that we would be playing um, the same night as the boys. And so it made it really hard for our community and, and for our fans to decide which game they wanted to go to. No, I agree. And by the way, I apologize. I don't know if you heard my dog howling in the background. We live right here by the <laughs> yeah. hospital, and every time an ambulance drives by, he howls. Sorry about that. Um, no, but, it's all good. But no, but no, you're right. Uh, uh, and 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 like I said, that that district out there. I think I was talking to Coach Sullivan yesterday about it, and the other coaches as well. Uh, in every sport, um, it's just crazy, crazy competitive uh, for that mm-hmm. district. Uh, and I also think a lot of it has to do. I think. Uh, you guys are the only district up here. Please correct me. I don't think I'm not not smart. Is that with uh, all of your schools are either five A or six A, you know? Whereas these other districts, you might have a one A school, a two A school, a five A school. I, I think you guys are just super competitive. Uh, you know, you're just four big boy schools. You know? Yeah. 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 I think I think Boone County yeah, is now five A, but I believe Cooper. We're both six. Cooper and Ryle are six A, um, and I believe Connor is maybe 5A. So, right. um, but I think with basketball, they all are considered to be six, the, gotcha. the division one. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, all right, so we know about the district and we know how tough the ninth region is. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit and, and you guys, along with the other three or four schools up here, uh, have been a huge part of it. Uh, just, uh, the success, let's just call it the last five to eight years, whatever. Um, the, 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 the high level, success on the girls' side of the game, how awesome it's been in the ninth region? Yeah, I mean, I think we've uh, earned a lot of respect, like you said, the last five to eight years. 
um, from the rest of the state. Um, one of the things that, you know, we started doing is, is we travel quite a bit. Um, I believe when Josh and I were looking at the schedule again, I think we're playing at least 11 teams, 10 to 11 teams that are in the top 25 of the state. Um, and so to do that, you have to be willing to travel. You have to be willing to go to um, different tournaments and things like that. So this year we're getting to go to the Queen of the Commonwealth. Um, we'll also be going down south to play Bowling Green. Um, we're going to north and south Laurel. We're also traveling to Russell and Boyd County. So um, I think if you want to, to earn that respect, um, you know, we're not the only ones that travel. Um, I think you have to be willing to go to other places and, and show your skills. And um, I think we've done that. I think we've been able to do that. I think for us personally as a program, the, the young ladies that I started with that very first year, they had had a little bit of a taste of winning the district. And um, we had the honor of being able to get again to the regional finals. And um, Maddie and Lauren were eighth and ninth graders those years and so seeing that success really helped us and then them being very determined um kind of taught the rest of our girls what it meant to do what they had to do to be able to be successful for the next level and so um i think that has really helped our program uh, i never have to tell them what the expectation is on skills or things like that uh, they know that if they want to go to the next level if that's their goal um, that they're going to have to to train for it. They're going to have to, um, you know, be able to push each other. Well, all right, Coach, since you brought up some of these players, you have two of them with you, correct? Yes, yes. I've got here both seniors. I've got Austin Johnson and Abby Holtman with me. All right, uh, who wants to come on first? Ooh, are you letting Coach pick or are you letting us pick? Uh, it's up to y'all. I don't care. I can go. I can go. You're on first. All right, yeah. Abby's going to go first. Abby, all right. Hey, girl, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. All right, so give me uh, some team goals and some personal goals that you hope to accomplish this season. I think our team, our main team goal is to play together throughout the whole season when things get hard, going into tournament play, just to stay together, stay united on the floor and off the floor and being really encouraging. And obviously our main goal is to win. That's what every team says, but I think we're really determined this year because of the heartache from last year's loss. So I think that's our most important thing, staying together. And then I think my personal goal is just to do whatever the team needs me each game. So it's really night by night. Depends on what they need me to do, whether they need me to be a, the best passer, the best shooter, whatever they need for us to get the win. So I feel like our, my goals will change uh, throughout the season. Awesome. All right, so you are a senior. Do we have any plans after high school? Yes, yeah, so I am playing basketball for the University of Cincinnati. I actually just signed, I think, last Monday. So I'm very excited for that, and it's really close to home. So I'm very excited that my family and all my friends can come to my games as well. Well, awesome. Congratulations, man. You, Thank you. you. No, you're welcome. You should be uh, very proud of that. I am. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Before we bring your partner on here, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, I just want to say I think I'm very proud of this group of girls because we've been attacking it every day at practice, and I think we're really ready to get started, and every each and every one of them is determined to do what it takes to win. So I'm very proud of where we're getting so far. Well, awesome. Well, listen, hey, I appreciate your time. 
And uh, good luck on the season, and I'm sure I'll see you here soon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Coach, who's up next? Hi. This is Austin. Austin, how you doing, girl? Good. How about yourself? Uh, wrapping up these podcasts. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, just like I asked Abby there, give me uh, give me some personal goals and some team goals that you hope to accomplish this season. Um. Some, some of my team goals is I want our team just to be successful on the floor, kind of like Abby said. But as someone who went to state and uh, was in that position to win um, several years, I want to get back to that. You know, that was such a fun time, and I had such a great time competing with my teammates at a high level. And I really feel like this group wants to get back there. And so in order to do that, we have to work day in and day out at practice. And I think that's one of our big emphasis this year is that continually working together every single day and just being consistent. Um, this group has shown more and more times times and times again as well um, that if we put our minds to anything, then we can get it done. And so I think that's one of our big team goals this year is just to be successful on and off the floor and just being consistent. And then um, as a senior leader, one of my personal goals is just doing whatever the team needs. Um, like Abby said, scoring, rebounding, defense. But a big thing that I want to focus on this year is facilitating in my leadership. You know, that's always kind of been a big thing that I pride myself on, talking, making sure all my teammates are in the right spot, doing what we all need to be doing in order for us to be successful. And I like taking that role on. So my personal goal this year is just continue doing that and um, being the best version of myself so I can order to help the team be the best version um, that we all can be together. So whatever that takes, I'm willing to do it. All right, sounds good. So, again, uh, with you being a senior, do we have any plans after high school yet? Yes. So, I'm committed to play basketball at North Greenville University in South Carolina. Um, I'm really excited. It's a little bit farther from home, but um, I'm just excited for what the season has to bring, what's going to prepare me for this next level. Um, I'm not too much in a rush yet. I want to focus on this season, what all we can accomplish, but I'm super excited to go to the next level and compete and I can't wait to see where I'm at at that point. Well, congratulations and good for you. Again, you should be very proud and excited of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Before we bring Coach back on, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, the biggest thing I want to add is that I'm just excited to see where this team grows. I mean, just starting from October 15th to now, we have shown so much growth in practice and working continuously on the things that we need to get done and learning from some of our mistakes that we had last year and just being able to build every single day and taking a step forward. Um, so I'm just really excited already to see where this group has to go. Um, I can't wait to start playing games in a little bit. So, yeah, that's all I can say. All right. We're tired of practice. <laughs> hey, 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 and again, I'm sure y'all have heard it and our coaches heard it a million times. This first week when we get going next week, when we come out and talk to the coaches and captains at pregame, it's the first thing. We're just tired of playing each other. <laughs> we, we, we just want to play somebody different. Well, listen, girl, hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, and, and like I've been telling everybody else, good luck on the season, and I'm sure I'll see you here in a few weeks. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, hold on, Coach. I'm not finished yet. I was just wrapping up with her. I was just wrapping up with her. But all right, Coach, now I'll bring you back on here. Um, Before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? No, I I think that, um, you know, from talking from last year and just a little bit of the, you know, 
we fought through with Notre Dame and getting ourselves back to that position to get to play in the regional final game and um, had some very serious conversations about what that needs to look like for our team to be successful. And they've t- they're maturing, which is so fun to watch as a coach. I've had some of these guys, what, six, five, five six years. So it's really fun, um, you know, to get to know them and watch them mature as young women. Um, and it really is about on and off the floor. And so I'm really proud of them. Um, all the young ladies, they, they have so much going on on and off the floor for them for the next part but um we're gonna we're gonna be together as a team this last time and just try try our best to do what we can awesome well listen all three of you i appreciate your time and um good luck on the season and i hope i'll see you here in a few weeks yes thank you you. all right thank you guys have a good day thank you you. bye-bye